When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello. Anyone around here speak basketball? Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball, Basketball Podcast. Podcast. I am your host, Freddie Revis, and no longer yelling the opening with me is my producer. Uh, what's your name, sir? Uh, my name is Matt Duncan. Yeah, I've become more professional now, and you know, <laughs> like I'm not. It. I'm gonna have a m- more serious tone from here on out on this podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, um, <laughs> I've got a lot of complaints over the years. You're too, <laughs> too jovial, too light. Um, Maddie, how you doing? I'm doing pretty well, Fred. You know, uh, how, how are you doing? You got your first week back at the feud. First week back at uh, Family Feud. Uh, shameless plug. I am the audience warm-up guy. If anyone wants to come see a live taping, uh, we do Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So, you know, just Google Family Feud, CBC, live audience. Come on down. I'll try and give you some swag. No guarantees. Okay? Nice. No guarantees. It's downtown, um, right? It's not like in Burlington or... Uh, no, no, yeah, it's in Arn Pryor, Ottawa Valley. <laughs> 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 no, you do something in Burlington, though, don't you? I do, yeah. Uh, roast battles. That's, that's roast battles. Oh, okay. um, but th- this is right at the CBC right. building. Oh, gotcha. Uh, yeah, right near the uh, the old uh, Roger Center Sky Dome. The man with the, that statue sitting on a bench. You got it. Yeah. Yeah, the bench boys. Oh, yeah. Bench guy. Um, <laughs> if if it's your first time uh, coming into the podcast, uh, we're, uh, we're Raptors hardcores. We're NBA hardcores. We have... Analysts, writers, uh, you know, uh, comedians, actors. Basically, if you're a basketball nut, you're welcome. And you've made it to the right place. Uh, if you do want to help us out and, you know, let us become the, the next uh, Dax Shepard uh, or large podcaster, uh, uh, how can they do that, Maddie? RaptorsRepublic.com. Make sure you go over there. That's where our podcasts are. That's where all the great articles are. You can read, have a good time. You you can even comment there. If you're on YouTube, please subscribe, please rate, and then just click all our Instagram and our Twitter links to get you where you need to go. Follow the Rapcast on the Podcatcher, and yeah, that's about it. I love it. Maddie is all business. Okay, guys. Um, he didn't talk about the the skateboard decal thing that he does sometimes. <laughs> We're done. We don't have that site anymore. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We're pros. Uh, shout out Taylor McLean. Um, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll say before we get going here, uh, free Brittany Griner. Um, she has been sentenced to nine and a half years. Uh, we'll we'll see where we go from here. It's obviously a tragedy. Um, 
yeah, uh, if, uh, if there's any way you can get involved, make some noise. Um, so it's, it's a horrible situation. So I'll, I'll say that free Brittany Griner. And um, yeah, I think without further ado, let's bring on our guests. We have incredible guests today. Maybe the, the, the strongest like writer podcast we've ever had. So uh, I'm excited for that. Uh, first, let's bring on, um, you know, she's, she's been doing this podcast for years. Uh, an amazing person, an incredible writer. You know, uh, you've probably read her work in a lot of different places. Basketball Feelings, uh, Basketball with uh, Sean Woodley is a pod she does. Um, Dishes and Dimes, uh, Dime Up Rocks, Rolling Stone, Toronto Star. Uh, just she's all over the place. Raptors.com. Um, give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone, for Katie Heindel. <laughs> Hey. Song's going strong. Hi, good buddy. <laughs> How you doing? I'm good. Did I ever tell you that yours was the first podcast, first like basketball podcast I ever did? No. Oh my Isn't god. Isn't that wild? Honored. I didn't know I'm that. Honored. Yeah. And I, I was like so nervous because it was like, I better. I don't know if these guys are serious, like analytics bros, like oh, what they're going to. That's know, back when we had like five people on a mic. Ringer. Yeah, that's true. We did. And we were recording in person sometimes. So that was yeah. fun. I do miss that. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's crazy. And to, the answer to that question is we are full bros. Um, super <laughs> tough. We, we do chin ups. Yeah, you were um, just skateboarding around. For sure. Falling uh, down. We like, well, yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll I was going to say we'll yell like Tony Soprano. That's not what a bro does. Kinds of bros. So bros yeah. do that. Um, for the skateboarder uh, fans, we'll uh, push Mongo. <laughs> Okay, you know what? This is a little <laughs> bit sloppy. Too many inside jokes off the top. Uh, let's bring on guest number two, um, an incredible writer, uh, an amazing comedian. Uh, I think he's still with uh, this hour's 22 minutes. Deepest apologies if he is not. Um, but, you know, uh, vice writer, just a hilarious dude, a good friend of mine, really good at basketball too, sick shot. Um, give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone, for Jordan Foisey. Yo, hey everybody. Hey. <laughs> uh, I am so with it's ours 22 minutes. Um, I'm the head writer, actually. So. Whoa. Oh my God. <laughs> Huge. That's, I'm, I'm horrible. <laughs> no, 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 really no one knows. I've been keeping it pretty. I, this might be the first time I've ever announced it. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> hey, breaking. Um, congratulations. Uh, so this year, hopefully we can get the uh, Raptors content up by about 400% on the show. Yep. You know? Yes, please. Um, um, can I tell a Rico Hines sketch? Can I tell a quick story about Raptors content from the show? Sure. Okay. So um, I think you, you've had Adam and Adam Christie and I would always try to write sketches. Mm -hmm. I would never... Uh, make the show and I think I wrote one I think it did end up making the show but it bombed and no one got it but the whole point was that um, it was like Mark Critch was playing Matt Devlin and he was That's saying good. like and it was like about how like you know Matt Devlin shouts out like a random town when there's three pointers hit mm -hmm. and then they just had to get more and more obscure that was like but anyways the whole point was um, so I had Critch saying all the different Raptors names in the sketch 
Mm-hmm. And he doesn't, he is not familiar with, <laughs> with basketball, <laughs> even the Raptors. And so at one point he was supposed to say um, OG and Anobi. Uh-oh. And in my, in his defense, I didn't put the periods in OG. And so he had no idea what it was. So he dropped, in, and this is in the read, not on the show, he dropped Aganubi. Aganubi. But then it kind of became this, like, thing that we all, whenever we get too stressed out about the show, we have to realize, like, we actually have it pretty good and everything's fine. It's just kind mm-hmm. of a silly thing. That's not always for us. That's what we would say. Aganubi. Og. Uh, <laughs> son of a crutch. Um, Anyways, that's one of my favorite things. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, yeah, I'll see you later, man. Um, <laughs> hey, listen. Uh, Og's not that bad. I just called you Jordan for. I heard. I heard. I was gonna I, The I R was nowhere to be found. Yeah, Jordan um, Foisy is what I just got. Jordan. Um, yeah. Okay, let's uh, let's talk some Raptors ball. Let's talk some Og. Um, <laughs> let's do it, uh, Maddie. Good sir. Please don't trade Og. <laughs> yeah, don't trade Og. <laughs> Not today. Um, Maddie D, please uh, give me your uh, your best, weirdest Raptors sting. The Confederacy of Don't Say Talking Raptors. Yep, that's a weird one. It's a good one. Uh, quick audio comment. I love Matt. When Matt taps into these big celebs, that was Stephen A. Smith. Um, for some reason, they refuse to breathe in the recordings. Uh, and it, it's just a lot of, a lot of things, you know, packed together. So, uh, shout out Stephen A. Thanks for, um, being a fan of the pod. Um, okay. Let's go to you first. Uh, Jordan, Jordan. Um, <laughs> I'll stop. I'll stop with that. Uh, let's go to you first, because you actually gave me the uh, idea for this first question. And it is exciting. We're getting a lot of, uh, you know, uh, the Rico Hines runs content. Um, you know, all the, I mean, a lot of the Raptors are there. Uh, I'm not even sure. Like, I'm not sure who's not there, to be honest. It's just Precious I haven't seen. Yeah, I haven't seen Precious. haven't seen Svi. Um, but I mean... <laughs> I think kidding? he was. I think Boucher was riding a bike around Ontario Place, so I don't know if he's there. He's, he's there. He's been there. <laughs> oh, he is. Okay. I love that. Maybe he. He's just riding that. around. When's Dune too? <laughs> um, okay. Uh, weird jokes aside, uh, you know, I think Rico's interesting because I. It, it's been a part of the Raptors summer, um, you know, excitement machine for some time. Uh, I think during the Casey era. Uh, some people have been going there for a really long time. I haven't seen any clips of Demar or Kyle there. Uh, I don't think past couple of years, but um, you know, Harden's been going there for a, a very long time. The Raptors actually hired Rico Hines for this year, which is cool. Um, but just yeah, from a general point, uh, Jordan, what's um, what have you seen? Maybe not just in the Rico Hines; it can be some of the pro am stuff. But what have you seen this summer uh, that's gotten you the most excited? Um, so just in terms of pure player stuff, I mean, Scotty's shot looks pretty nice. Mm-hmm. It like, looks like he has his re- he does these, like, I, I guess they're like kind of step backs now that seem to take, like, they take a really long time. Like they're very, 
I love that Scotty kind of moves at his own. It's 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 in Scotty's pace too, and he'll still probably be able to get it off because he's so tall. But like the shot just kind of looks. He seems to be willing to take it, and um, and and it's it, it just looks a lot better. So that's that's very exciting. Um, and then I would also say the mo- so I like I should say when these Heinz runs go up, I watch like the whole thing on YouTube. Like when people are like, "What are you watching this summer? Are you watching last season of Better Call Saul?" I'm like. No, I'm watching the first couple of episodes of Rico Hines runs <laughs> <laughs> and I'm overthinking it and all this other stuff. But, um, Oh, and Freddie looked nice too in the clips that I saw. Um, but the one thing that I, that I'm going to say is that, um, I love that the Raptors hired him as an assistant coach mm-hmm. and especially because he gave this speech I was kind of having like a hard day where I was trying to get something done. And uh, he gave this speech about how like to be, it's all about stacking good days after good day, instead of like getting not too low, not too high, kind of like boilerplate uh, sports metaphors. And you know what? I really took it to heart. (laughs) I was like, Oh, Rico's uh, he's motivating me through YouTube. So I can only imagine what he's going to give to the, to the guys on the team. Like I'm feeling jacked up just listening to this guy. So I think it might be a a good addition to the coaching staff. Yeah. I mean, you know, I I think it's pretty obvious to say sports are filled with a lot of like cliche and sort of like, you know, basic speak at times. But, um, you know, the the next man up uh, mentality or the like next play sort of thing, being in the moment, you know, being Zen, being kind of like present is something I've always really appreciated about basketball. And and I think you do see it with the best players, Um, you know, people talk about it in in different ways, like whether it's like irrational confidence or determination, I think people. Uh, that really end up excelling in in a lot of sports and in a, you know a lot of different fields uh, are uh, you know have have an ability to kind of endure and then also focus on the next moment and and not let the negative moment be this this super impactful thing and you know easier said than done right I think in comedy you hear a lot like you know go have fun or have fun yeah. out there and it almost seems like facetious but it's it's truly it's a real thing right. Um, and, uh, and also like, I mean, this is a little not bad. It's the off season. So I feel like this kind of personal musing is, uh, is okay. <laughs> like we're deep off, <laughs> but it's like learning how to take, uh, to, to take pleasure and to feel good from the work and not the results in and of themselves, like, like doing the work and then feeling good about yourself because of the work that you do and not because it was noticed in a particular way or had the results that you wanted to. It's like putting in good work every day is learning how to make it its own reward. And so that's what I, uh, I'm happy to see the Raptors are uh, learning that uh, philosophy and I hope I one day can as well. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. And, and um, you know, just to your point, uh, uh, you know, Scotty's shot does look nice. And <laughs> I wasn't trying to belittle your point. It really wasn't. But like, you know, and I think off season confidence translating into mm-hmm. the regular season, like will his shot look as nice, you know, in the regular season or the playoffs? Maybe not. Does that invalidate the summer? No. Yeah. Um, and you do see it happen. Like Pascal shot looked way better in the off season, like two, three seasons ago. 
And it didn't look at that good until like last season, basically. You know what I mean? Like in terms right. of that mid, that mid range, you kind of developed, and that he was practicing that fadeaway for like years, and he'd hit it in the off season, but not in the. Well, and and it's interesting you bring up Pascal. Uh, you know, I, I I'm sort of like you know pretty repetitive with my point about. Uh, I'm always saying that I feel like a, a huge part of last year was Pascal not starting the team, or, or you know starting the season with the team, and you know and affecting the pecking order, and OG and Fred getting tired, et cetera. Precious being you know overtasked, but I, I think that uh, you know in the Tampa season, if I'm not mistaken. Pascal wasn't able to go to Rico, which is a place that he's really, you know, like he, he develops quite a bit. Um, but uh, Katie, what's, uh, you know, yeah. What's your take on, uh, you know, I guess he's the, the summer like vibes highlights sort of, um, you know, not necessarily just Rico, but you know, if, if you want to go for Rico, that's cool. My summer vibes are always um, NBA summer vacation watch. Yes. Just to plug myself. Oh, uh, you got to plug. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Um, but if you guys are talking about like slogans that have come out of Rico Heinz runs, I think the funniest to me <laughs> was respect the gym. Um, I think that's what they said the first day. That's pretty great. <laughs> respect the gym, Ross. Respect the yeah. gym. Um, <laughs> I really liked that. I felt like it was maybe more directed towards like, you know, your, your James Harden's or maybe just James Harden in that case, than like you're very eager like Scotty Barnes's. Um, but like, yeah, to, to like piggyback off what Jordan said, I think Scotty looks really good. I think, um, his handle though, it is still like, it's not 10 feet out from his body. It's maybe like six feet out from his body. Mm -hmm. So that's a good improvement to me (laughs) because that always like he, and he can like, he can do it, but I'm always like, maybe just dribble the ball a little bit closer to you. Um, so I saw him working on that. I saw him like specifically, in a couple of the clips going up against James Harden. And I thought he looked really good. Um, like just very aggressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I liked, I think it was, a, maybe it was about a week ago. Um, I think it was Rico Hines said something about Pascal to the extent of just like, he's yeah. the hardest worker, you know, he's ever like he's ever seen and never ever worked with. So I think that looks good. I mean, both to both of your points, just in terms of like this work being applicable to me, it's always kind of like warm ups before the game. Like if you watch those, everybody's shots are falling <laughs> like a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. Um, but this is more of like, you're kind of like in the lab as they say, and you're, you're getting, you know, it, it is like a little bit more uh, aggressive and like, you know, mm-hmm. um, pointed, kind of targeted training. Uh, but I'm, I'm curious to kind of see what happens to it, but I thought OG looked really good as always. Like Freddie, you know, I'm hoping that OG has like his first knock on wood, like uninterrupted season of yeah. his career, but I probably just jinxed it big time by saying that. Yeah. He's <laughs> going to get the, he's going to get the weirdest injury like day one. He's going to like poke his eye with an umbrella. <laughs> And he like, already has eye injuries like yeah. all the time. Yeah. Like it's, it's don't get Matt started on his contacts, okay? <laughs> oh my god. Oh, he's getting knocked out. That man some goggles. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to do a sort of like a, a pool for OG injuries, but they're just like <laughs> like it's like like uh falls into the red panda. Uh, cage at the, the Toronto Zoo or something like that. <laughs> it's not going to be regular. It's not going to be regular. 
Oh no. Yeah, yeah it has like an allergic reaction to something at the botanical gardens. <laughs> something like that. Um, no, I don't want, I don't wish any of that on OJ. No, right? no, no. I, I think it's good. I always get a real kick out of like, I don't think even for the fan bases who's who's like players on their teams are now taking part in these like Rico Hines runs, mm-hmm. don't get as immersed and like obsessive about them and all the footage coming out of them as Raptors fans do. So I still get a big kick out of that. Yeah, me too. And I, I'll jump on that point because I feel like what excites me the most is that all of the Raptors are, you know, kind of hanging together and, and playing in these like lineups that we're going to see in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's good. It's good competition and like sort of being in the lab, trying new stuff, um, is just I think it's really integral to like the overall growth and uh, there was also a speech that that Freddie made just about like you know not taking this for granted whether you're an established player um, or someone who's just in the gym and respect the gym respect the gym <laughs> honestly respect the gym and I feel like it's cool that we have these different iterations of Raptors like like we have Pascal and Fred who are you know. NBA champions and G League champions um, and and different people who have some have big contracts. Some are sort of just, you know, fighting to be on the team. Uh, DJ Wilson was there. So uh, all the kind of like competitive juices, mm-hmm. um, you know, taking a point from from William Liu, uh, I was listening to him uh, earlier today and he was just sort of saying that, you know, it is hard to judge because the level of defense isn't quite, you know, as intense or as sophisticated. Um, but to your point, Katie, and I, I feel like I haven't heard a lot of people say this, but you know, when when we think about Scotty and his development, I kind of think it's going to be on the defensive end more mm-hmm. than anything else. I think he's going to get lost a lot less and just sort of cut down on his mistakes. It seems to me like there's an assumption that he's going to make this jump from 15 points to like I don't know 25 points or whatever, and. I don't know if I'm there. Like, I, I think he's just going to be a more well-rounded player. Um, and, and also to your point about dribbling, you know, 10 feet out versus like now six, I think that's <laughs> how we get to the people who want point Scotty, you know, Scotty running, uh, you know, grabbing a rebound and running the floor and making a wild pass is, is amazing. And it's cool. Uh, but it's totally different than than running a half court set. You know, you mm-hmm. even see that with like Banton, right? Um, and it's it's not to take away from that, but I just think, you know, not every pass leads to an assist when you're a really really good point guard. And I think that's sort of those those intricate like handoffs and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, and I think way, like you know. if he, you know, if they're looking to still develop him more at the point guard role, which I think the team definitely seems to be mm-hmm. then he's not going to be the primary scorer right and i would actually say that would yeah. um stunt his development a little bit right like you don't want him to be like of course it would be wonderful if he just became like a lights out shooter but i think the way that the team is structured uh, and the way that it looks like from the guys they got this summer mm-hmm. who knows what's going to happen at training camp but from the guys they went out and got this summer the way they they want to continue to structure it is you know yeah they definitely want him doing more on the defensive end because last year you know with pascal coming in late and just like the injuries and covid the, like the defense wasn't great right like they were like it was pretty yeah. spotty at times so i think he didn't Ooh. really get like the full runway of defensive development in that sense so and it's just going to make him a much smarter player which will make him much better on the offensive end anyway. So 
I'm with you. Yeah, well, well said. Um, I mean, we are bearing the lead of when he defended Harden and like clapped in his face like eight yes. times. Was like, that was the, I think we can all agree that was that was the juice for the next month. Like I think every Raptors fan like did an audible like sal we were salivating audibly like when that happened. Where it's like and like again, obviously it is like a, a you know a, a sort of I don't know how hard James Harden was trying in that point, but it was like. I mean, you just can't help but to be pumped to see that. Mm-hmm. And didn't James Harden praise him for his ethic? He did, yeah. Yeah, yeah he did. Mm-hmm. He did. Um, I mean, this this has been the summer where James Harden kind of is like turning around his reputation a little. Like, it's like, it's it's kind of like he took less money. He's in the gym all the time. He's like saying like, it's kind of interesting. Just because he the got Harden. out of the nets at the right time. Yeah. 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 We'll, 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 we'll get to that later. And he's like, I'm, uh, I'm not having a meeting with Joe Sy. So, uh, I actually am just playing a ton of basketball and yeah. things are good here. Um, okay. Maddie, uh, why don't you come in? Um, uh, I, I want to get a, a bit silly here. So yeah, as I said, I'm back at family feud. Um, you know, it doesn't really, you know, for anyone listening, it doesn't really matter, uh, you know, if you, if you know the game or not. Uh, but just from a, a very basic sense, uh, I, I want to ask all, all you guys, I'll start with you, Katie, who the five people you, you know, like you put as a family. So, like, you know, think about it like you, you want them to be good on TV. They got a riff. They also have to answer questions like really quickly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if they're too cool, maybe that's not going to work. And then uh, from those five, who who's your your best two? Who you would sort of like put? Uh, what when it's uh, the the last clutch moment of the show called Fast Money? Um, okay, uh, I'm gonna pick Freddie, of course. Nice leader. I think he's like a good he's a good anchor. Um, I'll pick Thad Thad Young because I think you know he's like he's good at letting things come to him. The game, mm-hmm. the answers hopefully he'll answer quickly i will pick og because i think he'd actually do well in a competitive setting like this because OG's very much like when you ask him questions he just he he always reiterates the question because he wants to spe- make sure he mm-hmm. like specifically answers exactly what it is you're asking him. hilarious yes yeah. uh, so i think he'd be really good i'm kind of on the fence about pascal just because sometimes yeah. he gets like i think he might get a little bit of stage fright you know like being he on the could. spot or he just like get the giggles a little bit which yeah also i can see him getting the giggles for sure to him um scotty yep um what do you want more scotty fred fad OG. Yeah. um I'll pick, I'll pick Delano. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, how, how come, how come you pick Delano? Just curious. Um, he's a very, I like, I've, I've, I've chatted with him a bunch. I've had the, like the luck to do that, but I feel like he's a very like uh thoughtful guy when, you know, when you kind of get him like on a certain topic uh, and he's very smart and he like, he can answer, he's crafty, you know? I like it, and also, I mean, you know, since it, it is a Canadian show, so and he's from it, Toronto, yeah, you know, he he knows some Canadian stuff. Um, it would make okay. Freddie's life easier, maybe bring out some people, <laughs> like some audience, you know, which would be good. It would, yeah. <laughs> there'd, be some, <laughs> yeah there'd be some people in the stands watching, so that would make yeah, you would fill up the out. studio right away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we we we'd get we get some Rexdale uh, folks in yeah. the building. It'd be good. Yeah. Um, 
out of those five, uh, who, who are the who are like the, the top two you you put in the the crunch moment? Um, probably Fred and um, Fad. Fred and Fad, I mm-hmm. like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and there also is a, a part of the show where the, the the leader sort of introduces everyone, and Fred would be great at that. He'd be yeah. like, this, you know, this is Team Raptors, and he'd intro everyone, and it would be great. Um, Okay, Jordan, what's up? Who's your five? And then after that, who's your two? Okay, well, mine's, mine's pro- mine was pretty similar. Fred and Thad were immediately came to mind, I think. I think they seem like... Yeah. Yeah, Fred has I that. wonder why that is. They just seem like good game show guys. They seem they wise. Seem very good ga- too. What's yeah. that? Wise. What's that? They're very wise. <laughs> they both seem like... They, they basically seem... And and Thad has uh, that calming sort of like mm-hmm. dad dad energy that I think I've mm-hmm. talked about on the show. Actually, Dad Young, and um, and so I, I think those two are there. I'm going to I'm going to say Pascal because he's got that hype factor that you always want on the feud. You know, like you need somebody who's always like cheering for everybody. Like he's going to be clapping. He's I can That's see him true. not I, I can see That's him not point. getting some questions right. But I could also see him keeping the spirits up. And you want that big laugh. You want that energy. So I'm going to go, yes, on Pascal. I mean, Scotty's, Scotty's the star. So we also need him. We need him out there. You know, we yep. need as much screen time for Barnes out there. And then I'm going to go Otto Porter because uh, I think he he's a sharpshooter, man. I think I think he's going to have – Otto seems uh, like he's got – I bet you he would he would like – He'd be the sneaky like ringer, like he'd have a lot of answers. Yeah, he'd he'd then, be number five. What's that? He'd be number five on the line, like he'd have to do the sudden death. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I think he'd be able to do it. And then for my two, yeah, it's got to be. Oh, but I didn't say OG. Damn. Okay. Oh shoot. Uh, OG. OG can be the backup. Okay, OG's the backup because. <laughs> Okay, so I, I'm going to just break the game anyways. I'm going to say for my two, I'm going to say for my two, there's um, Freddie because I think he'd be the best. But then OG is also up there because I think the chance for a viral moment are highest with OG. Like, I think, yeah. I think he's, uh, we're going to have, we're going to have fun. Like, he's going to, he's going to say something like, so blunt. And then Jerry D's not going to know what to do with the answer. And it's, uh, you know, it's going to be great TV, I think. Because this is what we're, this is, you know, it's about TV. It's about yeah, winning, but also we need some good TV out of we're, this. We're trying to get some laughs here, too, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. um, okay, Maddie, what's up? Who's your five? And then who's your two? <clears throat> so I, when I read the question, I was like, there's no way he's just talking about the active roster, right? Probably not. <laughs> so I'm kind of oh. off the board here. <laughs> It's a bit of a weird five, but I think You're it like would Herbie Coon. <laughs> I thought, no, I just thought like I, you know, it's Family Feud. It's supposed to be a wholesome show, and I thought, okay, so let's get Kyle Lowry there. Let's get Kyle Lowry's mom. Okay, sure. Yeah. I'd like to see Vince Carter and Vince Carter's mom, two famous moms of the Raptor stars. <laughs> okay, and the good. fifth one's weird. I don't know why. I just you want like him my there. Mom, I He's- don't know why. <laughs> Yeah, and Kathy Rivas. No, uh, the fifth one would be Uncle Dennis. Now, weird fit, I know, but <laughs> I just feel like this. Get myth. All those moms to leave. Yeah. 
um, yeah, I don't really know what the vibe is of this cast, but I feel yeah. like, you know, part of me wants yeah. to see the two moms doing the fast round. I think that would be fun. And, you know, uh, but I, I don't know, Uncle Dennis throwing him anywhere. You know, he's going to say something weird when they're like asking him questions. <laughs> so, yeah, I, uh, I tried to keep it in the family vein of uncles and moms and <laughs> past players that were our stars. Yeah. What would you what would you have to give Uncle Dennis to get him to be on the show? Right. Like you'd have to give him the whole CBC building probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's a, he becomes the statue. There's a statue of him yeah. on the bench yeah. outside. Yeah. He only does it if he gets to hang out with Eugene Levy for one day. <laughs> yeah. Take- no, he now owns the Cactus Club. <laughs> um, you know who would be really good is Pascal's older brothers because they're oh hilarious. yeah the Siakam oh, really? yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 I think Siakam does he have four brothers or three yeah he's three brothers and one sister I believe yeah, yeah. the Siakam family would be absolutely I mean like mm-hmm. I wouldn't even be, if there was ever the Siakam family I would not be able to do my job <laughs> I feel like um, that could happen. I, I, I know. Yeah, I, you can I know. make it happen. I would have a meltdown. Um, <laughs> I would be losing my. I don't even, and I, it would be horrible for the other team. Yeah, uh, be, yeah. our warm-up guy is fucked right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our warm-up guy tripping out. Yeah, um, he can't go out there. He's too nervous. He won't stop spinning. He's chugging yeah. hot sauce. Um, <laughs> okay, my. Uh, I mean, I, I feel like you know this is cheating a little bit just because you know I, I've seen the show so many times, but um, I'm bringing in as many Canadians uh, as I possibly can. So uh, I want Boucher there. Uh, I, I want Delano there. Um, also, uh, last year, Kem Birch's mom did mm. the show. What? So uh, I'm bringing Kem in for <laughs> sure. She's great. Yeah, she's she's amazing. Uh, yeah, actually, she does her own uh, podcast as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so those three. Uh, and then, um, you know, like for similar reasons that, that everyone else brought up, I want Scotty there because I, I think Scotty would just – I could see him doing something funny. I could see him like hugging Jerry or something or, or trying to pick me up. Um, uh, and then you're like fingers crossed. Yeah. Fingers crossed, man. (laughs) Let me ride your shoulders, dude. Um, and OG. Yeah. I, I, I feel like you gotta have OG there. He would be absolutely hilarious. He would do something insane. Um, yeah. So those are my five. And uh, of the quick answer part, uh, I think I would go with OG and Kem. Uh, I just think it would be a fun, fun dynamic there. So but, the whole uh, Birches on the show. Why was Kem Birch's mom on? Um, it was. Uh, I don't think uh, you said Kem. Just Wendy. What's that? Sorry. Oh no, sorry. Yeah, it, it was just it was just Wendy because um, okay. it was a family from Montreal, and uh, I, I freaked out because uh, when they were being interviewed, they were like, uh, you know, there's sort of like interesting facts about the family, and and she said, yeah, well, I have one son in the NBA and one son that's uh, hopefully going to make it to the NFL, uh, and when they were like, well, you know, who's your son in the NBA? She was like, uh, Kim Birch. And I, I, I lost it right there. Honestly, I, I was already freaking out. So if, if Pascal's family was there, I, I, I wouldn't, I don't know. It would it, be a tough time. I love that. That's so funny. They were great too. Wow. Um, okay. Let's, uh, let's talk some NBA. Uh, Maddie Goodsir, um, 
you are, you already had such a good answer, you know, so I feel like you're ready with maybe it's an uncle Dennis thing. I'm not <laughs> sure. Uh, hopefully it's just uh, the regular new weird owl, which is my, my favorite weird sting. But uh, without further ado, please give me your best NBA sting. This is Adam Silver. Huh? Yeah. Uh, I always feel like I got to explain it, but maybe I don't. That's Weird Al saying, this is Adam Silver, honk, honk. But he's losing his breath. So, you know, pretty straightforward um, sting. Uh, let's go to you, uh, Jordan. And um, I think it was maybe a week ago, two weeks ago, but uh, a friend of the podcast posted, uh, or Alan Shane Lewis was posting uh, stuff about um, Andrew Wiggins bringing the Larry Obi, uh, the NBA uh, Champions Trophy, to um, to Vaughn, uh, which was really cool. And you know, seeing like all these kids were like following him around, and I was like, oh man, this is such a scene, and, and it's it's supposed to like hilarious and amazing, and like I was feeling pride, but also feeling goofy, and, and it made me think like, okay, you know, what would I do? Like what? Like if I got to bring the Larry OB around, like where would I bring it? Like in my in my hometown. So I want to ask you guys, um, Jordan, tell everyone where you're from, uh, and what you what you do with the Larry OB uh, in in your hometown. Uh, well, I'm from Sault Ste. Marie, <laughs> uh, beautiful, which is, beautiful. Uh, northern Ontario, in between the Great Lakes, and so um, I guess with the Larry OB, I would have to i would spend most of my time explaining to people what basketball is <laughs> and then <laughs> you set up a booth <laughs> yeah, i think i'd have to set up a booth and it would just be part of the display that i had set up i'd be like oh, here's what the court looks like sure here's uh, here's some famous players toronto <laughs> actually has their own truck they have the raptors who are the the maple leafs of basketball and uh, but much more successful more valuable and, too uh, and much more valuable. Mm-hmm. And then I would show them the Larry OB and be like, this is like what you win when you win it all. And then uh, <laughs> I assume seven people would come yep. to my little basketball um, workshop. Be a packed Legion Hall. It'd be a packed, be a packed Legion. My hat would be off. And, uh, you know, but I would go to bed feeling like I'd done something uh, good in this world. So that's wow. what I would, I would do it right downtown and I would do it during Rotary Fest. I would... I would I would be set up uh, I'd be set up uh, near uh, where there was like a cover band playing Rumors in its entirety, and uh, and then like somebody trying to dunk a guy in a tank. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty good setup. Uh, it's not bad. And then yeah, the Larry OB right there. Yeah, you can go your own way. You're just holding up the Larry OB. <laughs> yeah. um, cool cover band. Uh, I, I, in my head, I was just like. Wish I could go to the Rotary Fest. <laughs> um, Katie, what, what's up? I guess yeah. Where, where's your hometown, and uh, what you know? What would you do with the Larry OB in it? Uh, I'm from Scarborough, so I'm, you know, in the suburbs of Toronto. But mm-hmm. I wanted to first say I went through Sault Ste. Marie for the first time in my life last summer because I made a pilgrimage to Lake Superior. And oh, nice. Yeah, I would add to yours, uh, Jordan. Respectfully, I would take the Larry OB to that park. That's downtown and like shake it 
at Michigan across the water. And oh, then I would cool. go <laughs> to Lake Superior Provincial Park, which is where I ended up, and just like chill on the beautiful beach mm. with the with the Larry OB. Oh, that's in, much better. In the than twilight. That's good. Scenic <laughs> photos. Yeah. Um, and then but, Scarborough just try not to fall off the bluffs or? Well, I would take it to the bluffs. So probably first I would have to go to Scarborough Town. No, I'd have to ride the RT uh, with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the RT. That was a big oh, yeah. part of my life for a long time. Yeah. Uh, I would ride the RT. Um, I would probably have to take it to my parents' house because my dad would be angry with me if I didn't. Mm-hmm. I would take it to the big three malls. I would take it to Agent Corp Mall. I would take it, oh, Pacific Mall's gone, maybe to like the ruins of Pacific Mall. Then <laughs> STC, Scarborough Town Center. I would probably yeah. go to the movie theater uh, with the Larry OB, see a movie at Scarborough Town Center. Um, then I would take it to the Bluffs. Maybe I'd take it to the Dad's Cookies Factory. Then I would <laughs> take it to the Bluffs. Um, just chill. <laughs> I love it. Cool. Yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's a lot of landmarks in Scarborough. Yeah, yeah there's a ton. If you stop by I'd TSN. Have to hit up. Yeah, I'd probably have to <laughs> like check out. Um, this is a shout out to a great Instagram called Scarborough Spots. If you guys don't follow it, you should. I'd have to look at Scarborough Spots, get Scarborough Spots in on it, go to a couple really good restaurants. Um, yeah. What else would I do? No, that's probably it. There used to be these hot air balloons uh, <laughs> at the mall. <laughs> And they took those out, but it's too bad because it would have been sick to put one of them. And they just went up and down all day. Um, but you could put the Larry OB in the little basket. They That's awesome. Just, yeah. <laughs> like, are they like Remax hot air balloons? No, or? they were just like beautiful balloons that went like up and down on a string and were heated, like had flames shooting into them instead of like a fountain, you know, as like a feature on the cool. mall. Yeah, man. Scarborough's got it all. <laughs> Of how lame and like branded I am that I can't think of a hot air balloon without thinking of Remax. Oh yeah, that's right in the brain. I'm like, oh, would you also yell Ricola off of a... You've been realty pilled, brother. (laughs) (laughs) I hear that. Um, (laughs) Okay, uh, I sort of had to choose between, you know, born in Toronto, uh, spent a bunch of time in Scarborough, uh, but then I feel like the majority of my childhood is Ajax, Ontario. Um, so uh, I have to shout out uh, River Breeze, uh, you know, community housing I, I grew up in. So I'd bring it to River Breeze, the basketball court there for sure. Uh, also the ACC, Ajax Community Center. <laughs> um, I would bring it there for sure. Maybe take it down the, the slide in the pool. Um I'd probably walk around the cruise big creek in Ajax. So I'd walk around the creek for a little bit. Um, uh, for anyone that's from Ajax, uh, like Roslyn and Westney, uh, I'd, I'd probably take it there. Um, just, you know, hold it up at the corner. Maybe I, I maybe I'd bring it to like, uh, where Ajax sort of merges with Pickering, like Pickering village. And I'd, I'd shake it mm. at Pickering. Um, you know what I mean? I'd be like, go to hell, Pickering. Like, what about Whitby? Would they get any heat? Yeah. I, you know, Whitby would get a bit of heat, but I went to high yeah. school there. And then also, like, I feel like Whitby is like, it's kind of far away from where I grew up. So it would be like, it would be quite the walk to go shake okay, it at Whitby. Yeah. And then, you know, there's like, it's mostly farm territory. So I'd be, I don't want to shake it at the farmers, you know. Right, right. 
Um, okay. Yeah. yeah my, take, my take nothing from this podcast. Uh, Freddie respects farmers. <laughs> <laughs> I respect farmers. Shout out to O'Connor Farms. <laughs> um, okay. Farmers feed cities. Yeah, that's right, man. <laughs> Keep give me eggs. Um, <laughs> okay. uh, Katie, uh, last question. Um, I mean. I feel like we've been talking about this Durant thing all summer, but Mm -hmm. uh, it kind of does just keep going on. It is big news. You know, I I don't think you can just throw away uh, this, you know, this idea as being meaningless. Like this is one of the best players in the world. Uh, It's a tumultuous situation. It sort of started with Kyrie. Then it turned into this, like, you know, from a Raptors perspective, what would you trade, you know? Um, and then, you know, of the Jalen Brown thing, and it kind of just keeps going. Now we're in this new iteration where I guess Durant and Kyrie sort of want Nash and Marks out. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, the owner of the uh, Brooklyn Nets and Alibaba and, the, uh, you know, the, the, the Liberty of the WNBA, uh, Joe Sy. Um, has sort of spoken out on Twitter in favor of the coaches. Uh, I'm assuming at this point, like he's a billionaire who doesn't like being told what to do. <laughs> and um, is probably frustrated that the, the players are making so much noise and who knows which way he goes. But um, yeah, I just, I want you to imagine yourself like, you know, you're, you're thrown into this situation. You're kind of like a mediator you know, like, what's your approach? Like, how do you, like, like, what do you salvage? Like, like, you know, yeah. Like you're, you're going in there at damage control. Like what's, mm-hmm. what's your plan? I mean, it's been a big couple of weeks for NBA owners on Twitter, unfortunately. Yes. Jeannie Buss scamming everybody for BS fives. Josiah, I feel like. Wait, I didn't hear about that one. You yeah, didn't? Oh, she, she like claimed that she was hacked. Like her Twitter account was hacked and people like she was giving out, like it was a scammer being like reply to me right now i'll give you a ps5 with all like your, your but it was actually financial her. information oh. no it wasn't her oh, it was I, was like, Whoa. I mean i don't know i assume it wasn't her season two of like, winning time it's yeah. like a real mastermind situation i love it um yeah and I, josiah i feel like just realized he had a twitter account i don't think you know he's like spending <laughs> too much time on there um I would maybe take the exercise, like if I was a mediator in that room, I would maybe take the exercise like even further. Um, I would, I would like try and deconstruct it even more. I would have them try and like get in other people's shoes. Maybe this is just riffing on a, a tweet I did, but I really think it would be funny if um, they, they like tried to come at the situation as like a different team owner. So mm. like what would, on one end of the psych, like total psychotic spectrum, what would James Dolan do? Because then it would make the situation seem pretty measured, right? Oh, that, that's really cool, actually. No, like I mean, in comparison, like Nathan Fielder rehearsal style, like there's yes. like a role play element to this answer. Yeah, a little bit. And then I was trying to think of who the most, um, like honestly, like like Larry Tannerbaum, I think just because he is he has the wherewithal to just like stand back and be like please you guys just run this team yeah i'll give you my money and like i don't really like i trust you you've obviously Mm -hmm. like the valuation of this team is through the roof 
Um, you know, and I also, a part of me <laughs> loves Mickey Harrison cause he just looks like Bob Seger. So I would have like, maybe like a songwriting exercise in the vein of Mickey Harrison <laughs> as Bob Seger. So they could like talk it through, like, like do a cover of, of, um, like running against the wind and like try and get a bunch of shit off your chest, Josiah and Kevin Durant. Um, but in, <laughs> if I was really in that room, I would just say, uh, Josiah, uh, you you are a billionaire. Don't worry. Like you're not. Your team's still gonna make money. This might be an investment. Like peace. And I don't mean that as Kevin Durant because I hate when people talk about uh, athletes like that. But I just mean like this might be something you have to cut loose. Kevin Durant. This is literally the team that you wanted. You mm-hmm. chose this coach. <laughs> yeah. So you you should maybe like you know maybe I'd I'd hold up a big mirror and be like. You got to look inward, brother. Oh, I like it. I'd be like a real mess of a mediator. This is more of a yes. like uh, like a high school art teacher. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Everyone just mediation. walks in. You have like a whole vision yeah. board. Yeah. They're like, whoa, this is There's a There's like lot. loose dry pasta and glue on the tables <laughs> and like a Bristol board and stuff. But um, I mean, we I don't know that we'd get through it, but like we'd create some things on the way there. I mean, you got you got some good ideas. So, you know, I, I, th- I think honestly, the... Uh, the what would other owners do is, is yeah. actually a really fascinating one because I feel like it, yeah, it sort of like removes you from your perspective and you know who knows what what kind of information you gain from that. But um, yeah, Jordan, you're thrown in. You're the mediator. Okay, what am I doing? <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I like. I think I'd have to. I think I'd have to say to KD. You gotta stop smoking pot and going on Twitter all day. Like mm-hmm. it's just, uh, you know. I think as someone who has also had to do that, you know what I mean. And like, and it's like I, I can. It's familiar to me. I can see it. I can see. <laughs> I can see the pattern of behavior. You know what I mean? Where you just you're trying to get stuff done, but instead you're smoking pot all day. And then sure. and then uh, and you know you're on Twitter. You're spinning out in your head. You're getting all. You're you're not getting anything done. And then. Um, and then, uh, you know, you become an alien to yourself. You become alienated from yourself. You don't know what your feelings are. So you're always sort of, you're always like, you get stuck in this rut, you know, a little too much pot. You get stuck in this rut. You're not, um, you don't know which way you're motivated to. Your motivations, your desires aren't entirely clear to you. And so I think that might be, I think that would be my, my pitch, my pitch. Just I, I don't know what I could say to the guys like a billionaire. I don't know. I'd just say stay out of it. But I would say to KD, I'm, I'd be like, dude, I'm worried. I'm worried about your body intake. Amazing. Yeah. So, so you're you're coming in and you're like, uh, Mr. Sai, I love what you've done with Alibaba. No, I, I just I don't know what to say to this guy. I feel like I'm like you just stay out of this. I mean, because ultimately I'd be like, I mean, the actual sports answer is like. Uh, isn't this going to be awesome for you? Like your team's, this team's going to be fucking wicked. Like, like if everyone stuck around, the team would be really good. So that would be, so I'd be like, what, uh, what exactly do you want out of this? Mm-hmm. And that's why I'd be like, um, let's just, let's just make sure we're feeling, let's just make sure you're, you're feeling in a good place. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And uh, listen, we've all, we've all seen our, we've all seen what it's like when we tweet too much. We know what it does. Oh yeah. It's, it's a slippery good. slope. It's a slippery slope. You're on like, you can't be replying. Kevin, Kevin Durant's replying to like everyone. It's crazy. He's like, it's like, if you get up and just like, we could get him to reply to this. You'd probably say my weed intake is healthy and fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> he 
you know what? Maybe he's right. Um, yeah, I mean, no, no judgment on smoking weed. I, I love the stuff, but, uh, you know, I, I had to take a step back and it helped me with clarity and maybe that maybe it would help him as well. Uh, okay. I, I, I love your guys' answers. Um, I, I think I would, you know, before, before the, before I heard you guys' answers, I was sort of <laughs> thinking about coming in with like, with being like, I'm just going to be like, guess what? We're going to trade, like just sort of focus on like, we need to do something to like remedy part of this situation. So I would focus on quietly trading Kyrie and then seeing how that affected everything else. And, but now I'm thinking that would just make things way worse. So I I'm kind of going in the realm. Uh, I'm going to sort of take, you know, I'm going to improv my answer a little bit. And I, I, I'm like, Cy, Marks, Nash, uh, Irving, Simmons. Yes, Simmons too. Uh, and, and Durant uh, and, you know, uh, Curry for, for good vibes. We are going to Colorado. We're going to go on the Colorado River and oh. we're doing a mushroom trip. Like you're uh, doing a whitewater raft on a mushroom trip? We're whitewater rafting. We're doing a mushroom. Of Jordan's intervention. Yeah, you're going into <laughs> it. I like it. No, yours is better. We're going yours full mushroom trip. You guys are going to see the stars. Um, we're going we're gonna to have some nice conversations. We're going to have some breakthroughs. Uh, we'll have a nice, you know, comfy Airbnb or whatever, so everyone can like get their own chill space. Uh, and I um, picture Ben Simmons being bad on a mushroom trip. Yeah, he <laughs> might start thinking about like I can't shoot or whatever. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, yeah you know what? But like, you can't leave the group chat of your life, Ben. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Maybe that's a bad idea. I think both of my ideas have the biggest blow up potential. Um, but yeah, it would give Kyrie a lot of uh, fodder for his Instagram stories. So that would be yes. good. Yeah, Kyrie would be down. Actually, you know what? This is terrible because Kyrie would be like, okay, before we talk basketball. What do y'all think about the earth? And it'd be like, <laughs> um, yeah. they haven't yeah. even taken the mushrooms yet. Yeah. yeah they, yeah. They're basically <laughs> just like drinking water. Um, okay. That's uh that's it for the pod though. Um, let me just say thanks to everyone who's been listening and supporting. Um, we've been ha- having really good numbers recently and we really, really appreciate you guys. So uh, thank you so much. Um, but uh, let me go to you first, uh, Katie. What's up? What do you want to let people know? Um, you know, where can they find you? Uh, I mentioned it already, but um, NBA Summer Vacation Watch, my column that comes back every summer, documenting and uh, arbitrarily rating the summer vacations of NBA players is back on dime in its second week. Uh, I also wrote a big feature for Arizona Arizona State University's Global Sports Matters uh, magazine on Caleb Canales. He was a coach with the Blazers, the Knicks, the Mavs, and most recently the Pacers under Nate Bjorkren. And he now is a coach on the Mexican national team. Uh, And the feature is about him, but also this kind of exodus of international coaches from the NBA and what the NBA can do about it. Because it's not a good problem to have when you're losing Mm. that many talented people. Yeah. Uh, What else? You said basketball feelings. That's at basketballfeelings.com. And you can follow me on Twitter. Uh, at, at whatevs, W-T-E-V-S. Sweet. Um, yeah, Katie, thank you so much. Um, and uh, Jordan, what's up? Uh, you know, everyone watch this hour, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, I'm, not, I'm being real. Um, uh, but, but uh, you know, yeah, where, where can people follow I mean, you? You know, I guess you got any follow shows me on, up? on Twitter. I'm uh, 
at, at Jordan Foise. And uh, yeah, tune in to uh, the premiere of this hour. I have to learn how to sincerely promote it. Uh, <laughs> tune in to the premiere of uh, this hour on uh, September 13th, I believe. Yeah. You're going to write in these skits that we just talked about, right? Oh, yeah. That's going to be the, fir- the first. The first skit will be the, must- the Brooklyn Nets mushroom trip. Honestly, please. please casting is going to be difficult. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Casting. We're looking for a bunch of people that are six, seven plus. Well, um, there's Trent, Trent McClellan, could, Trent McClellan's tall guy. So, but uh, that's about it. Yeah. Um, Again, thanks so much, everyone. Uh, thank you, Maddie D. Best producer going. And um, yeah, if you feel like we're done, we're good to go. Please just give me those words I love so much. Okay. Okay. Listen to full episodes of the Confederacy of Dunks only on the Rapcast.